The Tech Leaders Toolbox podcast is brought to you by Paul Simpkins and the Boldly Lead program, focusing on helping tech leaders like you end the frustration of low-performing teams and losing excellent employees so they can increase productivity by 50%, go home on time, and sleep better at nights. Hello and welcome to the Tech Leaders Toolbox. I'm Paul Simpkins, and we're here because how you lead today determines how your team succeeds tomorrow. And I want to remind you that you are definitely a leader. And leaders have to grow. They can't get around that. How do leaders grow? They grow by a commitment to become better each and every day. Now, if you've been following this podcast for a while, or if you've listened to some previous episodes, then you know that excellent communication is a vital tool for effective leaders. Without excellent communication skills, developing the right connections and increasing your positive influence are impossible. Excellent communication, though, is more than just how you say something. It's also how you hear something. So I wanted to share over the next couple of episodes some tools for you for what we call active listening. When you practice active listening, then you become a better communicator overall. No matter how good you already are, active listening skills will make it better. And in this episode today, I want to talk about some of the nonverbal skills in active communication. Are you ready? Let's go. Have you ever been misunderstood? Felt like you were treated unfairly because of what you said? Or have you been the one who has treated someone else unfairly because of something they said? Can you remember a time where an argument broke out from what you thought was a completely innocent conversation or comment? Well, it happens to everyone. And it happens because of a lack of listening to achieve understanding. In fact, a failure to practice active listening skills to achieve understanding is one of the largest causes of misunderstandings and arguments. And here's the thing. We can't control how others react or how well they listen. The only thing we can control in this conversation is ourselves. So we can do our best to make sure that we are not the cause of misunderstanding. And that's where active listening comes in. But you know, active listening does more than just reduce misunderstandings. It also promotes some very other positive outcomes. Uh, So for example, active listening builds trust and respect with and for others. See, people feel better when they know that they matter. And when you take the time to carefully listen to them, they will trust you more and respect you more because they feel they are being trusted and respected. It's an old truism that many a man would rather you heard his story than granted his request. So again, I want to talk about some nonverbal skills for active listening that you can practice that are going to help you along here. And the first thing we want to talk about is having an open posture. You got to think about your posture. So here's what happens. See, our bodies obey, or I should say singular there, our body 
obeys our mind. So what the mind thinks of consciously and unconsciously, it sends commands out to the body and the body obeys. I mean, you can raise your arm up, but you don't necessarily think about raising your arm up. You blink. You don't think about blinking. You walk. You're not thinking to yourself, okay, left foot. Okay, now right foot. It happens, right? Commands from the mind being sent to the body, the body obeys. Same thing happens in communication. The body obeys the signals coming from the mind. So in our mind, whether consciously or unconsciously, if we're not wanting to be part of a conversation because it's uncomfortable, because it's unpleasant, or we just rather be somewhere else, those signals come to the body as well. The body reflects that in its posture and its stance. So we want to think about how our body is displaying our attitude. And, and, and the funny thing is, is it kind of works the other way. They influence each other. So when we consciously adjust our body posture, then that sends signals back to the mind and the mind opens up more. So what does an active listening posture look like? Well, first, let's talk about what it doesn't look like. Arms crossed. Arms crossed are defensive. And that means that, again, you're protecting yourself against something. If your body is not, is turned at an angle to the speaker, if your feet, you may see your feet pointed towards the door. Again, those are all indicators that you really don't want to be part of this conversation. You are looking to escape. And what typically follows that is your body turns that way. You get that first opening, first break in the conversation. And you go, oh, I got a thing. And off you go. So what we need to do to achieve an active listening posture is kind of turn that around a little bit. So the first thing is we want to face the speaker. Direct facing the speaker. If you're standing, then you want your arms at your side. Preferably hands not touching. So don't bring them in front of you and touch your fingers together. Put your arms at your side. If you're sitting at a table or if you're just sitting in a chair, you can have your arms on the arms of the chair or you can have them resting on a surface like a tabletop or something like that. Again, this displays openness. If you're sitting down, don't cross your legs. Keep your feet flat on the floor. Keep your posture upright. In fact, and make sure you don't lean back. Don't lean back in the chair. In fact, if anything, you want to lean slightly forward because that leaning slightly forward shows more interest in what the speaker has to say. So you're displaying openness with this. Again, arms at the side or resting on a surface, facing the speaker, leaning slightly forward, all conveying an openness and a willingness to hear what they have to say. You also want to think about eye contact. This is another thing, another skill, working on your eye contact. The eyes, as they say, are the window to the soul. And so along that lines, 
you want them to be able to look into your soul a little bit. You want to be a little bit vulnerable because when we're vulnerable is when we're open to hearing what others have to say. So with your eyes, you want to look at the speaker. You want to make eye contact with them. So don't be looking at the floor. Don't look at the ceiling. Don't look at your computer screen or the papers on your desk or anything like that. Look at the speaker. Now, there's a little caveat that goes along with that, which is you don't want to look at the speaker too much. Because if you look at the speaker too much, like if you're looking at them constantly, well, now you're staring them down. And that has negative connotations. Typically, it's perceived as being intimidating or as if you're daring them to say something that you don't like. So the general rule we apply there is called a 70% guideline, which means that you should be making eye contact about 70% of the time. Now, again, it's a guideline. Uh, so the rest of the time, that 30% of the time, you're not making eye contact, then you can kind of glance to the side a little bit, maybe even turn your head slightly, glance, and then back. Uh, that 70%, though, is a guideline. For some people, it can be a little bit more. Extroverts, especially people who like to be center stage, well, they want their eye, your eyes on them all the time. You can, you, can, you can make more eye contact with them. They're more comfortable with it. Introverts, not so much. And people who are not very confident in what they're going to say or not very confident in themselves, they don't like as much eye contact either. So with them, again, you have to gauge that based on personality type and you have to gauge the amount of eye contact you're going to make. Now, that's a lot of work and it means understanding a lot of personality types. So what if you don't have that with you? Here's an easy trick. Here's what I do, and this has worked very well for me. Take your cues from the speaker. Watch them. Watch how they make eye contact. Watch how they look away. And when they look away, you look away and then look back. And that's a virtually foolproof method because you're now gauging yourself to the same rate of eye contact that the speaker is using. The end result of that is the speaker feels more comfortable. They feel more of a comradeship with you, a commonality, and they're going to get more comfortable out of that. So gauge your eye contact based on watching the speaker. When they look away, you look away and then look back. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was to look for cues from the body language of the speaker themselves. Because body language contains a great deal of context and content. In fact, some people say it's as much as 68% of the meaning of what somebody says. Think about that. Body language being 68% of the meaning of what someone says. So the more you watch that body language, the more you can get the emotional content behind it. You'll get more of the context. So watch their gestures. Watch their facial expressions. How close they get to you. How far they're leaning in towards you. 
all of that are indicators of the meaning behind what they're saying. And you want to watch that body language and look for those cues. The more you pay attention to these nonverbal cues, both the cues that you put out in your posture and in your eye contact, but also taking note and picking up the cues of the body language of the speaker. And the more you do that, then the greater meaning and understanding is going to be gained. Communication actually occurs and you're going to be well on that road to practicing active listening. We'll be back in a moment. While you're here, take a moment right now to subscribe to the Tech Leaders Toolbox podcast and leave a review. That way, you will always be up to date on the bold and innovative leadership principles we are sharing here. And come join the Tech Leaders Toolbox Facebook group as well, where you and other leaders discuss these concepts in more detail and we answer your questions. Subscribe today and share this with your friends. All right, and this portion of the show now is the, one of my favorite parts where I, I get to talk about outdoor cooking. See, I'm a big fan of outdoor cooking. I do all kinds. I, I have a offset smoker that I use. I have a charcoal grill. I do a lot of camping, so I do open fire cooking. I have Dutch ovens, multiple Dutch ovens, and I love cooking with Dutch ovens. And so I like to share those recipes with others. In fact, I've actually created a Facebook group called Smoke and Ash. And on the Smoke and Ash Facebook group, me and all of my friends who are outdoor cooking enthusiasts as well, we get together and we share recipes. We share what we're cooking right now. We uh, share pictures of our cookers and talk about equipment and gadgets and all that. Uh, so again, it's called the Smoke and Ash Facebook group, and you're more than welcome to come out and join us there. And so here on the uh, Tech Leaders Toolbox podcast, I like to share outdoor cooking recipes with you. Every recipe I share on the show, I will also put out there on the Smoke and Ash Facebook group. And if you don't like to go out on Facebook, you don't like joining the groups, no problem. Just send me an email at tltoolbox at boldlylead.com and I'll be glad to send you the copy of the recipe if you ask for it. The recipe I want to share today is called Dr. Pepper Barbecue Pork Ribs. Dr. Pepper Barbecue Pork Ribs, and this serves about six to eight people. And in order to do this, this is meant to be done with a Dutch oven using hot coals. And for this, for the quantity that we're going to do here, you need what's a number 12 Dutch oven. That means it's about 12 inches in diameter on the lid. And you want it to be a deep Dutch oven because we got to get all the ribs inside of the one Dutch oven. In fact, what you need is you need about five to six pounds of pork spare ribs. Don't use the baby backs for this. You want pork spare ribs. And you're going to take those ribs and you're going to cut them into two to three bone sections for this. You also want a two liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. You want three sweet yellow onions and you're going to cut them into thick slices. You want a bottle of your favorite barbecue sauce. I recommend a tomato-based sauce for this. Don't use mustard-based. You want a tomato-based barbecue sauce. You want a can of frozen orange juice concentrate. You want salt, pepper, and garlic powder. And so what you're going to do is first you want to prep the ribs. 
Do this the night before you go camping, or if you're not going camping, if you're going to do this at home, just again, do it the night before. Get gallon-sized Ziplocs, throw the ribs in there, pour the Dr. Pepper all over them, seal up the bags, stick them in the refrigerator, and let them sit in the refrigerator for at least 12 hours up to 24 hours. Once you've hit that 24-hour line, you want to take them out, drain the liquid out of them. And then you can, if you're not ready to cook yet, you can zip them back up and put them back in the refrigerator or a cooler. Otherwise, we're ready to move on. So you can get your Dutch oven. And if you want to line the Dutch oven, you're going to line it with aluminum foil, heavy-duty aluminum foil, and then spray nonstick cooking spray all over it. If you're a purist, just grease the inside of the Dutch oven. You're going to take uh, your ribs and you're going to put a layer of the ribs on the bottom of the Dutch oven. Take your salt, pepper, and garlic powder and liberally dust them. And then you're going to take those onions and you're going to put a layer of onions over top of that. Right after that, another layer of ribs, salt, pepper, garlic powder, another layer of onions. And keep doing that until you've used up all the ribs. Then on top of all of that, you're going to take that frozen concentrated orange juice. And what you should do is let it sit out and thaw out a bit. And you're going to pour that over top of everything. And then take the whole bottle of barbecue sauce and pour that all over top of everything. Put the lid on your Dutch oven and you're ready to go. And what you're going to do is you're going to put, you want to cook this at about 225 and it needs to cook for about two to three hours. So if you're using charcoal, then what you want to do is you want to take your hot coals and you want to put about 14 coals on top on the lid of the Dutch oven and about 18 underneath, which is a lot. You're really stuffing them under there. You want a lot of uh, briquettes to get this going. And what you're going to be, because it's got to go for a few hours, you want to make sure you have a constant supply of hot coals ready to go. Because coals will burn out, you got to replenish them. So again, you're going to let it cook for about two to three hours until the meat's nice and tender. And then all you have to do is just you take it off the coals, let it sit for about 15 minutes, and you're ready to go. And there it is, Dr. Pepper barbecue pork ribs. You won't even need any extra sauce for it. They'll be nice and saucy, and you're really going to like it. And again, if you want a copy of that recipe, go on out to the Smoke and Ash Facebook group and you'll find it there. Or you can just send me an email at tltoolbox at boldylead.com. Well, so this week we talked about nonverbal active listening skills. Next week we'll talk about some additional active listening skills. So that's about it for this week. Before we go, don't forget to uh, leave a comment subscribe to the podcast, leave your reviews of the podcast, let us know how we're doing. If you have any questions, you can always send me an email at tltoolbox at boldlylead.com or you can come out. We have a Facebook group for the podcast called the Tech Leaders Toolbox in that Facebook group and we extend the discussions out there and you can ask questions there as well. So that's it for this week. Until next week, go out and be the leader. You were meant to be.